Good evening, everybody. This is Corey Rosen with the Story Podcast. Today, I have on a special guest, Duke So Crazy. Whether you're looking to be elevated and motivated or to enjoy the relaxing vibes, Duke So Crazy covers it all. Born and raised in Harrisburg, PA, Duke's musical journey began. From the choirs of the Baptist Church to the multiple instruments he played in high school, it was a re- apparent really early on in his life that music was going to be big. In middle school, Duke gained a love of poetry, seeing as it was a solid form of expression without getting into trouble. Guided by the Zulu queen, Michelle Hairston, Duke discovered hip-hop and its roots. He then turned free-form poetry into songs and would perform these songs during lunchtime in high school. This was key for Luke because this is where he would begin to learn the art of the performance and most of all, how to engage a crowd. Not your average artist, Duke So Crazy will leave crowds and all in the raw and bright energy that is just so crazy. Whether it's a showcase of rubber ducks or bucket hats, it is sure to keep the crowd's attention. If one listens to the music, surely you will become a fan and leave you with the impression, wow, that was crazy. You can find his music on Facebook. You can find him on Facebook. You can find him on Instagram. That is Duke underscore so underscore crazy. Yep, yep. And you can find him on Spotify as well. Duke, how are you doing today? Man, today is always a dope day. How you doing, everybody? So what inspired you to get into the music scene? Man, what's a, what uh, inspired me was something so crazy. Like, um, you know, I've always had a natural love for music. Like, music always came naturally more than anything. Um, I love everything about music and the way you can express yourself. It's just, it's just amazing. So as a kid, what was it that really got you engaged in the music? You said you were uh, in the Baptist choir. Was that as a kid? Yeah, like, that's how I originally got my start, like, I start started like in the church of a shout out to Good Memorial Baptist Church, uh, church blessed to be a blessing. Uh, literally, like um, we I got started there, and like as like literally as little as like four four years old, you know, you learn how to sing, and you had to learn how to sing straight, had to learn how to sing up, and you know they was not like I don't know people don't understand like it's literally like a vocal boot camp, it, like the Baptist church or any black church is like, is literally the vocal boot camp. Like you will learn and you will learn like how good stage presence too, because the pressure of singing in front of like your mama, your grandmama, your auntie and the reputation of your whole family is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I don't doubt it. It's a, it's a, it's a weird thing having to go up and stand in front of people and actually sing and then yep. actually look like you know what you're doing. Oh my goodness! You have no choice. <laughs> You're right. Did, did you ever have a choice when it when it came to the choir, or just did your parents force you into that? Um. So like literally, like my mom and my grandmother, like both were like, you know, he can. I don't know. I guess I was like he could sing a little bit. And every time I always had a lot of energy, so they tried to keep me active. That's not in sports. Mm. <laughs> so they try to get me active. Anything. So that's pretty much how you really start. Like as a as a kid growing up in black church, you have two choices: be you're going to be an usher. Or you going you gonna be in a choir, or you you gonna do something? So, um, I f- I guess they found my niche in singing. So, and that's how I got my start. And so, where did you go from there? Did you grow out of that? Did you grow into that, or what happened? No. So, like how how it like it's crazy how it happened. Like, um, I stayed with it pretty much all of my life, majority of my life, to the point to where. Like I would sing in like state convention choirs. Oh wow! Yeah, it was fun. Oh, it was fun. Um, I've done like even not only uh with that like I've done different little areas and, and sung different states. It's very fun. Like you like my church uh one time was very like known for its choir. So we used to go around different areas, different parts of the state, and sing. And that's really what's uh how that's, I, that's pretty cool. It's man. really dope, man. It's really dope. Again, stage presence. That's one of the things that you learn. Like you gonna sing in front of different people. Oh, absolutely. So what was it like to travel around the state as a, I guess you were a kid at this point, like a teenager? Yeah. Yep. Literally. Um, literally as a kid, man. Um, no, literally as a kid. As a kid. Yeah, literally, man. Like I would go in front of different crowds and we would sing. As, sometimes our youth choir would get invited to different other parts of the states. So, yeah, you will. Yeah. You have to get any nervousness was pretty much gone. <laughs> you got to get rid of it because you're not going to sing out and sing well. Right. It's it's such a. uh it's a switch you have to flip sometimes. Yeah. Of especially as a kid, you're probably going up there in front of these people you don't even know. Mm-hmm. You, you you know besides your parents or your family, and you right. gotta 
you gotta worship the Lord as hard as you can, or else someone's gonna say something. Somebody gonna somebody gonna tell you about yourself. So you don't want to know. So because they are constantly telling you to be smiling, be enthusiastic, and like they're not they they don't play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I said. It's like boot camp. You don't you do not mess up. It's uh. It reminds me of one of my favorite quotes. But you know who John Wesley is at all? I've heard of him. Yeah, he he's a foundational member of the <clears throat> of the Methodist Church, uh, where I grew up in. Right. And uh, he said if. If you're going to sing, sing with all your lungs or don't sing at all. Absolutely. That's literally what I've been told <laughs> as a kid. Like, like you literally had no, like, basically no choice to not do well. Like, it's literally like you're going to give it all or you're going to get known about it and people going to tell you about it. So, like, another thing is harder about it because that's where you learn how to clap and mm-hmm. sing and sway in a in a motion with Watch a whole that. bunch of, yeah literally you got you learn a lot of things in in, in the in the in the black church so it's really dope so what led from singing to rapping so like how it really happened like the first first introduction of it became from um there was a legit a class in uh john harris harrisburg high school is what it is for to now um with miss uh miss michelle shout out to miss michelle the zulu queen um, she literally like started us out in a little bit of after school program and she said that, you know, hey, everybody just uh, writes things out. And this at a time like I had got a grips of poetry, like I was just learning how to write poetry in the middle school and sometimes a little bit towards high school because when you just starting to get to learn about it. And when poetry started to come around, um, she was just like, all right, well, turn your poems and put a little beat to it. And that's basically the difference what it is. And she basically taught me how it is, and she gave me a nice little background knowledge of it. She threw me to the like the real nice OGs, like KRS-One and and Little Brother. She really introduced me to those those main guys, and she's like, "All right, now see what you can do." And I and yeah, as I wrote my first ever rap song in front of her, and she she thoroughly enjoyed it. That's good, man. So, um, was that more of like a, a spoken word style, or or were you? Yeah. So she was like, yeah, she just she wanted me to like just learn how to write and put a flow to it. And then she was like, yeah, try that. How does one put a flow? It's literally so a poet, a rapper is basically a poet with a melody. I always tell people that like it's just literally you just got to find your beat and find your vibe, find your rhythm. This is all about learning about music and what you know um, as a as a musician. And because that's also came with the help of like being in band and, uh, and also because I played instruments growing up. And, you know, being on beat is very, very important. Yes. <laughs> very important. Because if you're off, you're going to get no. Again, same thing about with mm-hmm. choir. Like in band, if you're off, people are going to know. Because especially if everybody else is on. So, yeah, that's pretty much through all that. Um, that's how I got, like, really, really introduced to it. And she really put me on to. she Miss Michelle kind of put us on to, like, different artists that she thought we should model ourselves as and look after. And that kind of helped also. I also, yeah, because you kind of, I didn't really get a chance to listen to a hip hop till I was about like 13, 14. Why do you think that was? Oh, my mom. Yeah, if pe- see, people, if people knew my mom, they know why. They they, they didn't bat their eye. Because my mom, it, no hip hop was allowed. I, lived, I grew up in an old school house, so like no hip hop was allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, So <laughs> I really got my first introduction literally with like at 13 or 14. So, and any times I would try to listen, it was either the radio or that was it. Mm so literally she was like first time i got a chance to get some internet uh, she gave me some artists to look up and i think that really helped me out a lot do you uh, is that something you look back on and wish your mom had let you listen to or what do you think <sighs> man to be honest with you i i i want to say yes but to be honest i would have never got to this point anyway you know i do i think it would be a lot do i think i'd be here sooner yes but you know things happen for a reason and if it wasn't for like my introduction of like other musics, I don't think I would be as this versatile that I am now. What was your intro to other musics then? So like I was not so again, I, I had my only choice at early age was either gospel or old school R and B. So that was the only choice is like there was no far like obviously you can listen to classical, but who you know, who's gonna listen to classical every single day? I listen to it all the time. But like WRTS, RTI, something like that. Like it's a it's a radio public radio station. Um, I used to listen to a lot where I I learned I, I, where I listened to classical music. That's where I got my my big push from uh, uh, classical music was that because he always played it in the morning mm-hmm. or sometimes or smooth jazz ninety two point seven like that. Joint, I don't know if people know about that. People didn't yeah like a lot of people know about smooth jazz uh, the channel. And and like literally that was where I learned smooth jazz, 
And then on Saturdays, the public radio would have salsa nights. Oh, really? Yeah. So I would stay up. To, that's why I, to this day I love salsa music. So I like I listen. It will stay up and to listen that to that. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think the radio and literally the people I was brought around gave me my introduction of different music. So you also you mentioned you did instruments in yeah. high school. What instruments did you play? Man, I was the I was that was the king of the tuba, man. That was really, first, king of the sousaphone, bit dog. Like that was my thing. First of all, I started out at trumpet. Actually, actually, no, that's a lot. I started at trombone. <laughs> yeah, so I started at trombone as like my first ever instrument, and then I moved up to, in middle school to trumpet, and then uh, elementary was a uh, trombone. Middle school became trumpet. Trumpet always to high school. Like to my first, like first two, I, you know, I kind of failed the grades. So I had two ninth grades. <laughs> so like first those two years, I had the trumpet, and then I switched it to uh, tube in my sophomore year. And man, that's when it was all it was all uphill for you, man. It was crazy, man. It was beautiful, man. Uh, how do you still play the tuba? Man, I, yes, I do, man. If you if you look on my IG right now, a couple of day, a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, helping out the kids at the high school playing with the band there. So yeah, that's I still wild. play. I still crank, man. You ever play big band? Um, so I was always on jazz. Um, I was on the jazz band. I was in the the, the actual marching band. So we never really got a chance to play big band. But we played jazz, you know, like right, something just, soft, something yeah. crazy, nothing too crazy, right? There was this really cool big band around here. It's uh, headed by Connor Devlin, and uh, he plays sousaphone. He's an incredible sousaphonist. Oh, really? Yeah, no, it's it's, and he performs all over the place. Oh, that's dope. I want to, I want to, like, that's what, that's the next move in hit my music, like putting actual live tubas and live trombones and live trumpets, like live in instruments, literally, into, without that, sampling, playing me. Just me playing. Yeah. Literally, that's the next goal. I that, cause that would be so cool. Cause all yep. all before it's it's been either sampling yep. or uh, different songs of previous stuff no. or using MIDI tracks. Yep. No. I I don't think I've ever heard a song, and I could be wrong, and I probably am, but I don't think I've ever heard like a mainstream rap song that's used like recorded live instruments yeah I, there, there is there's plenty there's plenty uh well but because they're not being really showcased very much but like there's plenty of like live instruments style at, uh like 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 music and like especially when it comes to albums like a lot of people put a lot of live instruments, but it's that's really that's like it's very rare that it's by a tuba player though <laughs> oh gotcha like you can i can't think of any artist that was a tuba player and put it in their own music so that's the difference <laughs> the little bit right there um but yeah like i've I've heard like other people play trumpet and play like a lot of uh oh, a lot of uh new orleans jazz musicians right, yeah like a lot of them can rap too so that, like they put their own raps on their own songs too so i could see that that makes a lot more sense actually now that i think about it yeah <laughs> yeah it's really dope but mine's gonna be like actually more like hip-hop hip-hop type time like okay there's more like uh, like a hip hop influenced jazz, but mine's just gonna be a jazz infused hip hop. There's a difference, right? Yeah. So it, it's. I was talking to Trudeau the other day, and yeah, he was dog. he was talking about having the mixed styles up, uh, like do rap to classical music or yeah. or arrange like that kind of thing. What is what? What do you think about that? Pushing rap into different genres. Man, hip hop is so. It literally goes to show you how universal hip hop is. Like, it's literally the chameleon in the room. You just seen Lil Nas X took over the green the country game with one song, mm-hmm. and then so imagine somebody apply that pressure in the rock genre and take that over. Like, it's literally like it's very crazy seeing like hip hop really take over as much as it has because it's really you can add so much into it, and like. It's it's ever so proven that it's it can really dominate the charts. If you could define hip hop, what would it be? Divide hip hop. So like, so you got I want to I want to call it hip hop, and then you got rap. I want to do that differently. Like that's why I asked the question. Yeah, I want to. I re- you want to know why? Why? So yeah. like, I believe that there's some type of vibes that are just like. It's mainly the difference between like you know the trap rappers and then like a J Cole or a Kendrick. Okay. Different meshes, different vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to say like some people the the music that people some people call meaningless or, or or something that doesn't have like that that awakening message. I think that should be called rap, 
Um, I think that's because you're literally just rapping. Like whatever you're rapping about here, you're just rapping. Mm-hmm. But I think hip hop is like literally like has more soul to it, like more more thought to it. Um, when I think of hip hop, I think of Kendrick Lamar and J Cole. When I think of rap, I think of Kodak Black. Um, they maybe I'm trying to think of some other artists here, but like other more like something that's like not trying to make you think with your head, but just more like vibe with your heart. You know what I think? Like the uh, crocodile, alligator, catch me in my uh, Chevrolet movie theater. Wowzers! Oh, what is that called? What's the song called? I don't know. What you, uh. Oh, that that was that was like a class. I love singing to that one all the time. <laughs> um, but it, it it was it was it was just rap for it was making rhymes just to make rhymes, right? And not really, uh, it, at least what from what I can remember, it wasn't really sending a message. But you're right. saying if it's sending a message, it's hip hop. Yeah, I believe that. I and I and I excuse me for saying the kind of like mindless, but it's like it's it's like not like thoughtless, but it's more like you know, just for the fun of it. It's just for fun. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there's obviously there's people doing like me. I do hip hop because I love hip hop, and also I do some rap too. Like there's songs that I put out that has no message, just for fun, have and having good times. And then there's songs where I, there's a message to it. And I really want you to get that message. And I believe that's that's the difference between it. Cool, man. So uh speaking about rap, there's a, a little bit of controversy going on in the rap scene. You want to talk about that? Let's talk about it, man. So go ahead and break it down for us. So you talk you talking about the uh the, the gangster stuff and Oh yeah, so like with the young jazz. thug stuff yeah. and they're using it. So basically right now there's a big case going on with a racketeering case with Young Thug. Um, and he's like facing charges and they're using his rap lyrics. And now there's a big thing, which there's a big thing out here right now where they're like saying like, you know, um, it's, it's violating the, the, their rights and it's violating the, you know, the free speech stuff. And, um, cause basically they're using his lyrics in court to more like to incriminate. And, you know, man, my thoughts on that is simple. You know, you know, <laughs> you're basically admitting to what you're doing for free. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I can I can literally you're literally telling on yourself for free. You're bragging on what you're doing for free. And that's for the word profit sometimes. And and I mean I mean no no, I mean like I'm talking about yeah, for profit, right. But I mean like no one's forcing you it's like, hey, like there's no confidential format agreement saying, Hey bro, if you do this, I'll pay you more. Gotcha. You're literally just saying this. Right. And it's like I get what people are coming from and saying like, oh, it's, it's it's more like infringing. But at the end of the day, like if you can literally trace that lyric to an actual crime, like what? Come on, guy. What do you expect? Like what do you what are you gonna like? Come on, my guy. Like you can't. There's no plead the fifth there. There is, but but the crazy thing about it is like, you know, I found out today. Like even today, I found out when I was looking things up. Like. You it's it's you can use your lyrics in court in Georgia where he's getting currently having the state case at, but you can't use it in New York. Yeah, so very actually it varies state by state. It's that, crazy, right? That makes a lot of sense actually. But you know what the York. crazier part is? Atlanta is pretty much the music capital of the world. We can talk about it. Really? Atlanta is the pretty much the music capital of the world. Every there's so many mainly because right now the best genre right now in music right now is hip hop. Where's the music capital of hip hop right now? Atlanta, Georgia. Really? Yes. Wow. Took I over didn't know the game. That. No, took I didn't over know the game. That. Like it took. It started in the early two thousands, but then it just not. It's it. Wow. Because I know in the nineties, at least for hip hop, it was Brooklyn. Right, and and it's crazy now. No, it's now it's hip hop. Like it makes me now it's uh Atlanta. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. I gotta catch up on that for sure. Yeah, it's literally it's taking over the game. Like you have to go somewhere through Atlanta before you go to anywhere. Really? So, so for like country, that's natural. But for hip hop, that's literally. I think there's other people who do it. Another, I think other genres are just the way that is. But the more it has the most grip on in Atlanta. Yeah, that's so crazy, man. Mm-hmm. So, so, so what you're saying is maybe maybe we shouldn't our uh, rappers shouldn't be saying what they've done in in their lyrics. Absolutely, it's just simple. Like you, you just don't have to. There's so many ways you can. There's so many like things you can say differently like you can literally say some other stuff going on in your life like you're in a millionaire that doing things that we wish we can easily do mm-hmm. just to say say that you know that's the life we you know i want i want to have a presidential rollie on my wrist and not worry about it you know right <laughs> so um so then what 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 about uh is because that's kind of like the track of of at least a lot of rap is to say all this 
stuff that you've done right or like vulgarity what what are your thoughts on that so like um it's really hard you know growing up in the church and then like saying what i say in my songs and then coming to church the next day and try to sing in the choir mm. so it's hard because for me i can't literally forget what i'm going through is raw like what I'm feeling is hundred percent raw emotion, and like sometimes it's I gotta say the words that reflect that type of stuff that I'm feeling, and it gets and it gets rough. It gets really rough sometimes, um, because you know some of the best music right now has vulgarity in it. Right now, if you look at the top ten, not even top ten, you can go through the like uh, top ten of any genre, any genre. Like, it's, come it's on. Is explicit lyrics in it, so it's like there's no more veil in the public anymore about it. Like back in the '90s, yeah, you you, you could, it kind of was a little bit hard, but like because there was a veil of like I don't know what to call it, like va- vanity, I guess. Um, like they don't want to be. The people are like, oh, my kids, what are they going to get to this? Even right. though and now you got more easy access to it, but right. like. Like they people are like, oh my kids. It's like now it's not like really the major thought now. So how does your faith impact uh, your own rapping style, your own your lyrics, and your music making process, etc.? So like, there's two ways to answer that. Like I could tell you the negatives and the positive. Negatively, I'll tell you the negative first, and I'll get tell you the positive. The negative part about it is like, um, like I just told you, like I feel uncomfortable sometimes, um. Like talking about my music at church sometimes because I do talk about some things that aren't church friendly mm-hmm. subjects and like I wonder sometimes where like whenever sometimes I like tell people what my music is I kind of have to like give them a disclaimer or watch out like you know this I say this or say just that to let you know just to let you know I'm gonna say this mm-hmm. you know and every time I have to move different it seems like I have to move different every chance I everything I do. Um, so it gets uncomfortable when I'm singing my songs like I, that I sing for the club on Saturdays and then I got to come in church and sing praise and worship songs, which is like led to a little, to be honest, I could be vulnerable and say like, it which is like led to me not singing as much in the choirs anymore mm. because like it's so, it's low key hypocritical, like, especially with some of the music that I be putting out because I be like telling the truth, like sometimes how I feel. And then, like, I can't literally say that song on Saturday and then come up, like, saying, like, I have my doubts and my faith and stuff and God, and then come back and tell the choir singing, he's able, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's, like, it's kind of, it's really hard for me sometimes. And sometimes, that's why I just stopped going to the choirs and stop singing in choirs because it's, like, for me personally, it makes me feel, like, bad. And that's the only negative about it. The positivity about it, is like if you listen to my music it's like so much choir themed things that i've done and i've known like you've heard even the songs that we're going to play here today that are not released yet and you're going to find out <laughs> but like literally like those are like each sample i've came up from church songs that i was listening to yeah man i actually want to listen to one of them now the uh the light what was that called? The Inside Out. Inside, inside out, 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 that's man. what it's called. Yeah, Inside Out. Tell me about this one. Man, Inside Out, man, was a declaration of victory, man. Um, Literally, like, I was going through a rough time. This project here, this is basically the happy times of my life of after the, the pain and sadness I dealt with in 2020. So this is, like, because like, the song it mentions, like, I, I made the song last year in 2021, but it was just, like, um you know, all the struggles I was going through in 2020, like losing my dad, losing my brother, losing my jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy times. I went to like 10 funerals that year. So it was like, yeah, it was crazy times. The highlights were my brother and my, uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy times. So it was like, and I lost my job. So it was like broke, poor and living at my mama's house. I mean, my grandma's house. And then just sitting, just sit there and just trying to, trying to make it life. And then here I am the next year, you know, I got my crib now. I live downtown, live in a nice spot. I got a nice job. And, like, it was horrible times last year. This year, hey, look at me now, you know. Mm-hmm. So, basically, I was just basically 
give my shouts to, to God and like, thank you. Hey, yo, bro, thank you for, you know, putting me up on and, and I appreciate this. And, and it, the, the, like basically also, I wanted to remix two songs, yes. uh, this little lot of mine and the song I had to sing as a kid in the church choir called, uh, inside out somebody, Mississippi master's choir. And we all, a lot of black kids in the black church, especially the Baptist church had to like learn that song and sing that. And that was a staple in that community. And, yeah, and shout out to Miss Renee. Um, I don't know how much time I get, but yeah, shout out to Miss Renee, man. She uh she was the most she was my first vocal coach. Cool, man. So you took samples from uh both songs? Yeah, no, literally. So I basically like I took the sample from Inside Out and then I made this lyrics as like a slight remix to it. So like um I it's a little out of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Mm-hmm. All the happiness up in the world, I can't let it hide. You know, something like that. And and then let the light shine up, like basically saying all the stuff I've been through can literally make the sunshine in me appear. And like, like not all the happiness I have, like now I got to let it out. So let the sunshine from me come out inside out, basically. Well, with all that said, this is Inside Out by yeah. Duke So Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna let it shine. All the happiness up in the world, I can let it out. Let the shine a lighter through the world, to the far and wide. Had the light to try to fall the tears from my crying eyes. Feeling you, if you knew the, all the things that I didn't do. Here's a clue, there were times I wanna give up, it was true. I'd have made it out the mob, but now I'm looking at you new. Crazy going through the darkness, bring a lot of out of you, yeah. Yeah. Look at me, I'd have made it out, time to party now. Look at all the things that did. I've been stacking up my profits, doing numbers, economics. I'm a score, now you can rock it. Open doors without a knocking, taking off just like a rocket. Going on, now you can stop it. Can you read me? Hook the phonics, make you laugh just like a comic. Joy is big like astronomic, bubble rap because I'm popping. I'm the bomb like, yeah, atomic. Always working, steady grinding on the clock like perfect timing. Just there every time I'm rhyming. Just a little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. All the happiness up in the world, I can let it out. Let this shine a light up through the world, to the far and wide. Had the light to try to fall the tears from my crowd. Inside Out by yeah. Mr. Duke So Crazy. Dude, that was sick, man. So what's the process between uh, from writing out your lyrics to getting to there? Okay, so first off, I am very weird with my writing process. Um, I need to have, like, the beat first. Mm. Like, literally, I can't, like, I'm not saying I can't do it, but it's just, like, literally, I'll live, I'll live life. Life will give me subjects to talk about, and then I'll find a beat. Do what I do, and then here we are. So who had to make this beat for you? So, like, this is the first, in this project, like, this was the first time, like, I had to, I, I dealt with a pro like, because in the last project that I was going to release, 
kind of got axed because of uh, copyrights. And so me and my engineer, Drew, shout out to Drew Tyrell. Drew will probably say the same thing. Drew is one of the best uh, people, I've like artist-wise, I've met in a while, man. He's an amazing person. So literally I told him, like, bro, I can't, I can never, like, have this ever happen again. So I started making my own, like, beats with producers. And, yeah, and that's, that's how I came. Like, the song came from, like, me singing that song in the choir. Mm-hmm. And then literally make a sample from life. Like you got some of your best inspirations just come from you living, <laughs> whatever you did in your life. Well, absolutely, that's what a lot. A lot of music is about personal experience or ex- extrapolation from that. Right. Um. So did you make this beat? Yeah, me and Drew. Shout out to shout out to me and uh, Drew Tyrell, man. Me and Drew, like we, I gave him an idea and I told him what I wanted to sound like, and we kept, got it done. So the process of of taking something and creating a beat is that just something it, how long does that take typically okay so so just the creating the beat as a whole creating so, the beat as a yo whole. man it's literally like that boy drew is like a machine like shout out to drew tyrell man that boy is a machine because literally i'll give him the idea and looks so like i go to him i say hey bro this is what i wanted to sound like and this is the two parts of the sample that i want and he'll go that and he'll literally pick it or if he'll and, and if it works sometimes i'm not gonna say all my ideas go to frenzy some of them don't um but like if it works and we got it we're doing good and we'll take it and we'll just literally you know you know take it and he'll he'll mix it up and and then boom it's over and then so when you uh did you write the song first or yeah. did the beat so, come first no nah, uh, no the beat came first okay so and then did you Get, so did you have this idea of the beat first and then the song just came with that? Or yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, the beat came first and then the song came second. That's yeah. so wild. It's, it's like I said, like how I do my writing process is very different. It's like I listen to the beat and I let the beat tell me what it's going to say. Yeah, that's right. Yep. The beat is going to tell me what it's going to say. And it's like, what it was saying inside out and i'm like all right bet so i kept saying inside i was like bet so then i took you know like the like again the songs i sang in my lifetime as a kid with the same time this little lot of mine and i and then this is just like two or two together and it just came out like it's crazy like that that's cool man so you talked about how uh, one of your projects got axed yeah, uh, how'd man. that happen yeah so i had a song i had a, a song i had a song and a and a project called my crazy life Oh man, it was I had just about to drop it in like 2020. It was the perfect time. It was basically detailing all the stories and, and troubles of of uh, 2020, and it was going to showcase everything because I had a rough time in 2020. And so the sad part about it is the copyright world is so crazy and so scary. Oh, yes, like big people are are mean. <laughs> <laughs> big people are mean. They're meanie weenies, man. Judo's nice though. No, I'm not talking about height wise. I'm talking about pocket wise. (laughs) But yeah, man, like, uh, like the big people are like meanie weenies, man. They don't want you to have fun, so they want every cent out of you. So it's like every time I would try to get a beat or try to get something to work on it or try to get it to you know get cleared, it would already be taken and it already be. And that's why I I try to get transition away from YouTube beats because it literally is like. Even if you buy it, you didn't buy it. You know, you didn't right. bought it. You it know, it's, yeah, it's it's still theirs. Yeah. Um, th- that was it's so crazy because some some of my uh, some of my uh, stuff on like Facebook, like my my podcast, yeah, of people who have you know their original songs, right? That you they know, gave I you clear, permission to put gave, on. Clearly, gave me permission to put on. Are still being copyrighted, striked. That's crazy. And there's no recourse for it. It's like I can't I can't tell them, hey, by the way, the the songer the songer, the singer and songwriter of that tune are right there. It's literally right here yep. announcing their own piece. Yep. And it's so crazy. It's, it's like they don't even contact you. Like they literally just Right. Say, There's like nope, can't be bothered. Nope. So, Who are you? I don't know you. No, how much money you got? And it's not if it's not <laughs> if it ain't it just, if it don't ends with a couple more zeros, then you ain't got it, man. I uh, Mine starts at zero. My, me too, man. <laughs> me too. Uh, so um, let's put on another song. Yeah, I wanna, let's do it. I want to bring up uh, Demon Slayers. Oh man, that's the song, man. That was like, so Demon Slayers is like, man, is like. Uh, I hope you was asking me about. It. 
hope you're right. Yeah, but uh, now Demon Slayers came out like as like me fighting back, like mm. against the demons in my life. Like in the middle of the night, I I tell people all the time, when for you like when is like the most time you feel sad or lonely? For me, um, it's got to be at least when it, right before I'm about to fall asleep. Literally at night, right? Yeah. So in the song, it literally details like in the show. I don't know if you know the anime Demon Slayers. I do. Basically, so basically, demons only come out at night mm-hmm. and tear you up at night. So basically, I'm while everybody's sleep, I'm fighting for my life. Cause that in, in Demon Slayer, everyone's in the Demon Slayer core are fighting people while people are asleep mm-hmm. and at night. And that's what I'm basically saying in my world that I'm fighting my demons at night while everybody sleeps. So you wonder why I'm so tired in the morning because I've been fighting all night. <laughs> so with that said, this is Demon Slayer by Duke So Crazy. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. While everybody sleep, I'm just fighting for my life. If I make it in the morning, I know things will be alright. I just battle with the darkness, try to make it to the light. You can call me that time zero, I see demons in the night. Keep a bobble on the dresser and the sword right by my side. Put the devil right beside me, cause these demons about to die. You know I won't be defeated, I just fight with all my might. I belong in the Hashira, I see demons in the night, yeah. Cause I say demons in the night, yeah Yeah Cause I say Body tossing in my sleep Ain't no way I'm laying still In my mind be steady racing Hope that Jesus take the wheel But these demons never quit Seem like they keep getting stronger It's like the older that I get That these battles lasting longer They wanna weaken my defense Put these thoughts up in my head Every day I'm on the fence Seem like I can get ahead In the morning wake up tired Keep a smile up on my face so that you know that I ain't hurt. But in my mind is always wrong. There be battles every minute. Demons be just like them snipers cause they hardly ever missing. Up I pressure with precision. Demons never take a break. And they don't fight is my mission. I pray I don't take the bait cause while everybody sleep, I'm just fighting for my life. If I make it in the morning, I know things will be alright. I just battle with the darkness, try to make it to the light. You can call me that time zero. I sleep demons in the night. Keep a Slayers by Duke is so crazy. Yes, yes. So one of the cooler things I find about uh when I went to your show yep. and uh like what was that? Oh, it was like a month ago. Yeah, it was about yeah. a month ago. Dang, take ten, yeah. shout out to Take Ten. Take ten, that's what it was called. Yeah, I thought I kept thinking it was Street Ten. Yeah, but Take Ten. Yep, that's take right. 10. Um you are and even now you're a fanatic of rubber ducks. Absolutely doodly, man. <laughs> clutch the I clutch man, these ducks is just by the way, um, I got you a duck. Here you, you go. Did? Yeah, this is the duck for you, man. Just oh, so sick. you can keep in here or you want to be around. That's that's a duck for you, man. Oh, that's awesome. Shout man. out to you and your show. Congratulations. I'm starting to I used to be very 
Yeah, man. Yeah, shout out to you, I man. Loved, I loved. No, I love the. I love the. This is cut. Like it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to you, man. You you deserve it, man. Just just a thank you for putting me on. But uh, yeah, the ducks, man. It's like it's it became so crazy. I don't know where. Like I started collecting them like a couple years ago, like four, three years, about four years ago, and um, I actually got the OG duck, one of the original ones of the first group. Oh, that's sick. It's yeah, four years. It's like a cat duck. I don't know. It's like a fox duck, a cat oh, duck, a dog duck. Bit. Um, I don't know what it is, but like, um, each duck has a name. Each duck, oh, yeah, ha- each duck has a name. What's this one's? Uh, see, I didn't give it a name because I let you decide what it. Mm, gotcha. Why would I give a name? You, you can come up with a name. I'll, I'll, I'll think about that. Like you gotta like literally. So the things about ducks are like there's there's I, I they're funny because like people don't get it like <laughs> so crazy like they people think like you gotta build memories with them like have mm. fun. It's a reason to like live. It's more like a, a luck. So I have a saying with these two things called like I say, clutch the duck to feel the luck. You know, mm. like I normally, <laughs> I normally like clutch them and like they're they're used for like stressful situations yeah. also. Also like a fidget toy type time. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of things for me. Like they're like a safety blanket for me because sometimes I need a little something to like, you know, calm me down or like something to make me laugh or. This is something. It's a toy, you know. Like, come on, I can't be sad with a rubber duck. Right, in my hand. Exactly. <laughs> rubber ducky, you're the one that makes bath time so much fun. You know Absolutely. What I mean? So yeah, everyone has a name. Uh, this is a Shucky Duck. Do 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 do. Um, du- Dino Duck. Um, Dino Duck. Um, this is Viral Duck. Um, I went viral with that duck. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to. Vi- I was on a video. I was in. We gonna talk about it with your listeners, but yeah, like it's a good duck. It's, it's hilarious how the video happened. Twenty k views with that one, and uh, that's on Facebook. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Uh, cupcake duck. Yeah, cupcake for short. Um, dog duck, or o- AKA the OG. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the original one. Monkey duck. You know, I have a hundred of these. By the way, I just I brought like. I I have a lot of you seen when you came to the show like oh yeah they were all over all the stage. over the stage man and so I have a lot of these and this is a uh, ED ED <laughs> yeah 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 I got extraterrestrial you. duck man extraterrestrial duck yeah oh that's that's all dude I used to collect ducks as a kid um yeah, man. Yeah, so much so that Ooh, wait I'm sorry hold oh, on oh you got another one yeah money duck money duck money oh, duck you can't go yeah. nowhere without money duck money this is where i make i i'll tell you this for when i know i'm about to make some money like the granted like he's not paying me don't, don't, don't think this is the but it's like i know i'm gonna be like in a situation in the later time so where when they look back on this interview like money gonna be money made. duck money duck money gonna be made um, you know, I used to, it's so much so that I used to collect these ducks or my mother would, I used to collect stuffed animals actually as, right. a, as a fact. Um, but when I graduated, my, one of my best friends, they gave me a gigantic duck. I have to show you it to you. It's in my car. Oh my goodness. Um, and it, it's, it's an, I love New York duck, which wowzers. Fair enough. I do love New York City. <laughs> New York City's awesome. Yeah. Shout but, out to FDNY. Yeah. It's, it's just giant duck. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> Absolutely. You know. I put it in my car. Is that? I my car has a few animals in it. It's got a it's got a pear bear. It's got a bunny. Wowzers! It's got it's got uh, Chip and and Olaf. Like Wowzers! The, not Olaf. I haven't seen I haven't seen Enchanted yet. It's crazy, right? Enchanted? I know. Yeah, I've not seen it yet. Well, neither have I. So it's okay. Wowzers! Right, but uh, so this was part of your identity now. Yeah, and the bucket hat. Surprise! I didn't wear the bucket hat today because I'm wearing. Yeah. Shout out to. Uh, Shout out to the guys. I'm sorry, I had to show them. Uh, but yeah, literally, uh, like I, 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 just wear, I, I normally wear a bucket hat with me, but since I have, I knew I was gonna have headphones on. I didn't want to crush up my hat. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, so is the bucket hat part of your identity? Yes, it is, man. Man, it is. It's it's literally like it's the best hat I've I've felt and I vibed with, like, cause I'm bald, so I gotta show, I gotta shy, I gotta hide my pattern baldness, <laughs> and then so I have to, I do it in the funky, funky style. And that's I feel as though bucket hats and I vibe with them very very well. Bucket hats are really cool, man. They really are cool. You don't have to do much with them. Like you just put you the thing just put on. It's literally that's it. And it, and it looks good on just about anybody. Yeah, and it, and it just literally just became a part of my style. Like this is literally what it was because I just started collecting them and came more and more because I literally just, I noticed I'm a very lazy dresser. So if I don't have to do anything crazy to something besides just iron it, mm-hmm. I'm good. <laughs> you know I. Only recently have I been trying to like dress up a little bit because you know, podcast podcast man. <laughs> but um, performing in front of people, trying to trying to trying to dress to almost impress. It's so hard, man. Yeah, man, no, like, being your own stylist. 
oh my gosh, they don't even get me started. And especially not knowing one thing about fashion besides black goes with everything, and that's um, about it. That's about it. No, for me, it's different because it's like I literally like had like no real sense of like style growing up because I grew up low key poor, so I had like mm-hmm. the hand me downs. So when I became old enough to get my own clothing and buy my own clothing, like I literally wanted to have my own style. Like I'm tired of looking like everybody else, and I just wanted to wear what I wanted to wear. Uh, same thing here because when I went to school, we had uniforms. Like the only way you can tell uh, the difference between each other was by the shoes you wore. Right. So I got really into wearing nice, cool, unique shoes. Mm-hmm. Um. So I wear I wear J's. I I would have these like neon bright blue and orange right. shoes, and uh, that was my style. It, it was I was always known for my shoes. Now I don't really care much for my shoes, mostly because I'm a size fourteen, fifteen. And, you know, you can't find those anywhere. Yeah, you guys are out there. It hurts. For me, I have the most common foot size of every American man, which is a 10 and a half. And it sucks. Because it's like every time you find a shoe, it's normally out because everybody got them. Like, you know, that's oh, how it is. Oh, that's so interesting. So, um, but yeah, like literally, I never spent anything. Like, I only had one pair of Jordans mm. every entire my life. Like, I never bought anything. Only two pairs of shoes in my entire twenty-seven years of life that were over over a hundred hundred dollars. I've never paid over a hundred dollars for any type of shoes though. <sighs> Did it twice, man. <sighs> kind of. Shout out to Zaywap. You know, shout out to Zaywap. He's a good person. Um, but like literally, like he sold me some Yeezys, and these very Yeezys, they're like I guess original three hundred dollar pair of Yeezys, and he was like, "Here, wow. I give you one. gently cool. used one twenty-five, and I was like, "You got a deal." <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so I want to get to your last song yeah. and then we'll, we'll hop off the radio and we'll continue on Facebook live. Yeah, let's do it, man. So this one's called Simp Sauce. Yeah. Simp Sauce is like, I'm sorry if I can, man, like literally, man, just a nice way of like, so we got a, a word in, the, in in my community called simping. It's basically like kissing up to your, your partner mm-hmm. as much as you can and doing that. So instead of giving it a negative connotation, I try to spin it positive way. And like literally, you know, you you're not trying to simp so much. You're just trying to do a dab of simp sauce to do like a little dab of simp sauce, just a little. Just bit. trying to flex on her, slight bit to let her know you feel good. You feel you feel her. You like her. You 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 like her for her, and it's just basically letting her know and reassuring her that she's she's the she's it. So was this dedicated to a particular person? Or? Absolutely, she knows who she is. Oh, she knows who she is. She knows who she is. We'll just keep it at that. She All knows right. who she is. Right, well, with that said, this is simp sauce from Duke So Crazy. Let's 
Sauce by Mr. Duke Crazy. Duke so crazy. You know how it is, man. So, what's some future projects you got coming up? Man, I got, I got some. So, here's my thing, everybody. I know people like wondering the same question too. Um, I got a project coming out here soon. Give me some time to finish up the last little dot my eyes and cross the T's. The guy, the guy's bro's laughing at me. Um, but like, yeah, like literally, um, called uh, that's crazy, which is my slogan. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. The EP. And it just features shout out to boy Chudoju, which you had. He features him, man. Uh, he's actually I think that's the only one that's been the only feature on there. Um, shout out to him, man. Um, so literally, it's basically just to say, hey world, I'm Duke so crazy. You might want to get used to me. I'm mm. gonna be around a little bit longer, you know. Yeah, and your show's coming up, man. I got I'm working out some details on a rubber duck, uh, rubber <laughs> rubber duck Duke fest, man. Rubber duck Duke fest okay. is coming up at the end of the summer in August. Yeah, Rubber Duck Duke Fest, That's man. That's cool, man. Rubber Duck Duke Fest, man. We're having a good time. It's basically like an end of summer bash. I'm working out the details now. Um, shout out to Ron Kane. He just hit me up not too long ago asking me to do a show on Friday. I'm going to work on details on that. But if you see him, yeah. shout out to him. Shout I'll out to Ron Kane. Next weekend. Yeah, Ron Kane is that guy, man. He's I, no, actually this weekend. Yeah, sure. man. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guy, man. I, I thoroughly enjoy him, man. He's always he's put me on with a lot of, lot of people, man, You know, and I appreciate him. Yeah, we're going to talk about that and a lot more. Talk about some of his shows he's put on. Uh, we're going to keep going on Facebook.com forward slash The Story Corey Rosen. If you have enjoyed this, be sure to follow us on there. Yeah. For the, for the radio, you can follow uh, Duke So Crazy. Duke underscore. Uh, Duke, you got it. You got it. Duke underscore so underscore crazy. There it is. I can't speak worth a dime. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if. Yeah, squeaky, squeaky. If you are enjoying this, be sure to follow us on Spotify. Just search The Story, Corey Rosen, C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N, on all streaming platforms, on uh, Instagram as well, the underscore story underscore podcast. I'm going to I'm gonna figure out how to say it like you did. Yeah, I'd say it a lot. Of, like, you have to say a lot. Of, Duke underscore so underscore crazy. Yeah. You know, I just do it all the time. I will, with that said, we're going to get you guys back to the radio. Yeah. And for those on Facebook, we're going to keep going. Let's go.